Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing Good. today? How are you? I'm just fine. Um, it's getting to be a lovely time weather-wise. You know, we're past the yuck, and it's really quite lovely. Of course, we're doing this on Thursday when it's very nice. And um, looking forward to the big weekend. <sighs> I'm very happy with the two teams that are in. Yeah, I, as I, long as they're not the New England Patriots, I don't well, care. But, but, but I'm I very didn't happy realize, for though, Andy that Reid. I'm very I happy am too. that He's, he. I love Andy. He Reed. is a wonderful guy. Love him. Yep. But, you know, I didn't realize that that Garofalo is it. Gar, what's his name? Garoppolo. Garoppolo. I keep saying Garofalo, like it's an F, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know he was Brady's backup. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. So he has two Super Bowl rings. They said I didn't know that. And see what happens when you just get pushed off to the side. Yeah. <laughs> see. Yeah. Tommy, to find, take that time. <laughs> you have to find your time in the limelight. Oh God. And that was his. So this should be a really good game. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just a. Well, they're both. I love over. that Mahomes. I think he's great. I, do too. I don't care. I'm kind of rooting for Andy Reid's team, the the Saints, the Patriots. Uh, what's their names? The uh, Chiefs. The, the Chiefs. Sorry. Just because um, I like the Niners. I have to tell you, I've always been a yes. fan of the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. But I think so. I don't care who wins, really. But I'd like yeah. to see Andy Reid. Did he ever? Did Philly ever win under his? Uh, I don't remember. Me either. I think so they got to the they got to the playoffs, but I I don't know that they won the Super Bowl with him. They won the Super Bowl a couple years yeah, ago but against that was the Patriots. With Peterson. Yeah. So, um, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, this will be fun. So we um, will expect to have um, not a cast they of won- thousands. We'll have no, a few people. But just so we know, they won the Super Bowl over the Patriots on my actual birthday last oh. that time. Because well, remember, we were at your house and it was yes. the Super, Super Bowl and Elsie's birthday at the same time. <laughs> Okay, duly noted. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, just so we know. Okay. Good things happened that day. Uh, well, I wasn't too thrilled with the Patriots winning. No, they lost. They lost to the Eagles. That's what I'm saying. Oh, the day- I thought it was the one where they, one of the ones no, where they no, won. No, no, no. The day that they won was the day, was, it was okay. played on my birthday. Yay. So, it was two then good things that's a good happened. thing. There you go. I like that yeah. idea. So, right. um, and Joni Baloney's coming, yes, right? Yes, she is. So we have five of us yes. partaking in a nice Super and Bowl. And the cats. Calvin and Hobbs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I don't like, like, I like it with the, with the number because there's enough, like, chairs for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know me. I like that chair. So I know. I want. I, know. I want. Joan better not go near it. She won't. Okay. She knows. Okay, good. There we go. Yeah, but Meyer's going to end up taking my seat, and that was not good. Well, what's your seat? In the corner? Where, well, where you're going to have to sit there, and he'll sit somewhere else. Well, I will see. Because I need to be closer to the kitchen anyway. Yeah, because so. you're up and down. Because I'm bouncing around. Okay. But anyway, so, um, so that's go, fine. Go uh, Chiefs. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. What else? So, well, I had a good week this week. I was very proud of myself because I did, I addressed many things and got them resolved that have been annoying me and I've been tolerating them for not just a couple months, but for years in one case. <laughs> I had um, an automatic payment set up at least 10 years ago when I was using Quicken to do all my bill pays. And then I stopped using Quicken and nobody could tell me where I could go to stop the, to stop the automatic payment. And I went through all kinds of banks. I was talking to people in countries all around the world that had to do with Intuit and Quicken. And I finally got an opportunity because I'm convinced that it's because of the technology that allows us now to do things like this that I couldn't have done five or six years ago. But I called um, the customer service department of the bank whose checking account I was using to withdraw those funds. And the guy said to me, oh, I can take care of that right now. And in five seconds, it was gone. <laughs> Wow. It was such a relief to know that one of those little things that's been hanging around was done. Good. Then I had um, have been having issues since I want to say February or March of last year with my um, Windows programs, the Windows 10, with Microsoft programs, with Outlook, with um, uh, I couldn't get my printers to talk to my laptop that was HP. I had all kinds of problems that just continued and continued and got worse and worse and worse. And finally, over the course of this last week, I got every one of them straightened out. And I now have a fully functioning set of components and I'm able to do things like I couldn't do before. And I, it just is such a relief. Great. It's one of those crazy things that you say... Uh, you just work around it, work around it, work around it. Well, I took the time, and I'm talking about 20 hours or more, just to get into it, get it done, and boom, we're back in business full-time. Mm-hmm. Good. It's a great feeling. It is great when you have those things looming and they... Yeah, they're always just yeah, hanging I know. You know, on your shoulder. You right. need to take care of this. You need to take care mm -hmm. of this. Well, got rid of it all. So I'm, I'm really very happy about that. There you go. Yay! Hip, hip. Mm-hmm. So uh, what else did you do in the last week? Didn't mm. you go to see your boys last week? I weekend? did. I went, um, we went on Sunday to celebrate their joint birthdays and... Um, and a little of yours. So a little of mine. And six of us went. There was a total of six. Nice little table at a place called um, um, Santina was the name of it so it was um gluten-free and uh we were able it was on um columbus avenue i think if i'm not mistaken washington one of the two i'll figure it out anyway um so we had um a nice dinner it was we got parking right across the street in new york wow. city which tommy said that he, that's why he um 
wanted to be, go there because he said, I know that it'll be good parking on a Sunday night. That's why I like to go into the city on Sundays because yeah. it's less crazy and yes. there's parking. Yep. So um, anyway, we had a very nice dinner. It was nice to see the boys. And um, they made homemade gelato in this. Oh, oh my please, God. That's one of my downfalls. So they did. I'm going to tell you, Lynn, I never really don't. I've had it, but I never really knew what the difference mm. was. And they said that the difference is they use milk instead of cream. Um, in the in making it, and they made it there. And what they did is they gave you this in a like a little bit bigger bowl on a pedestal, three scoops of a, there were three types with tr- a trio of flavors. One was black cherry, pistachio, and coconut, and the other was panacotta. Um, chocolate and double fudge chocolate or something. And then the other one, I forget, there were three, but we didn't guess. We got two We got two to split between the six of us, so each of us pretty much got a scoop, but we were all digging in. Then they had a cinnamon sugar, um, a gluten-free pizzelle stuck in the middle of it. I mean, it was, they were huge, but no f- top, just plain. The cherries were like big black, um, you know, Bing cherries. It was, the, and the guy said, you know, we make everything here on our, it was everything about it was was perfect they actually had a whole roasted eggplant as an appetizer (laughs) wow and i thought i should oh my god tommy i think i want that and he goes mom do you want to come all the way to new york to eat a big vegetable for your (laughs) i said yes sort of i love eggplant (laughs) and because anyway it was it was very very good so we had a nice time and we picked up Sean and his girlfriends and drove across the city to t- pick to meet Tommy. And then we took Sean back to Madison. Under he was taking the train, and we had a, it's underneath Madison Square. So we dropped him off. And of course, at that time, you know, we were in the city, and there were the on the big jumbotrons outside of Madison Square Garden were the tributes to Cody. Um, Cody. Bryant. Bryant, I'm right. Mm-hmm. Bryant. And um, it's people, they had this, all these people were outside chanting, you know, Kobe, Kobe. It was unbelievable to see because, of course, he's bigger than life on these jumbotrons and all of these people the day that this happened. It was, uh, and, and as Sean, we're driving down some street, I don't know where we were, and I happened to look up in one of those, I think it was CBS, and they had the ticker information, and it said, and as I'm reading it, and I'm like shocked, Sean is in the car. He didn't see that part he's like mom did you hear about kobe bryant and i'm like sean oh my god i am just look at it's right there and he didn't see it from where he was sitting in the car so as he said it i read it was the weirdest feeling that was like um stephanie gosk was saying on nbc like you remember those moments in your life when something takes you and like takes your breath away from your normal day and that's sort of what it was because you just it's heartbreaking enough that it's it anybody but when you see a 13 year old daughter mm-hmm. with it that's and then all these other people and their ch- children it's it's it was just heartbreaking so um anyway it kind of punches you in the gut a little bit yeah but um so that was uh very interesting to see how people reacted in new york city to this at right at the garden where i'm sure he's played many 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 times exactly so where i know he has mm-hmm. um it's just it was it was neat to be in the city that night and then you see just the response of people it was unbelievable so but yeah we had a good time and we made it back in less than two little under two hours wow 
Yeah. Or you're flying low. No, but there was no traffic at all. I mean, we wow. got right out. We dropped him off. We got right in, into the tunnel because it's right there. You and went we into were, the, the, the the Lincoln Tunnel. The Lincoln Tunnel. Yeah, it's right there. So we just went right through. The Lincoln Tunnel is up near. Um, Oh, that's right. You were no, up there to right drop near, him off. Yeah, we dropped Tommy yeah, off. Yeah, I thought, I was thinking of Lower Manhattan where No, they, Tommy lives. And we didn't, we, we didn't go to dinner where Tommy lives either. I don't know where. It was near Chelsea where we oh, were. Oh, okay. So, um, but anyway, so we had fun and good night, good day. Well, we stopped at Home Goods on the way out. Had a nice little, because I said my I said to the kids we're leaving at one. He goes, why one? I said, um, because we're gonna stop somewhere. <laughs> so then Tommy's waiting for us because we had to go one. And Sean's like, uh, he, and I hear Tommy on the phone. He goes, didn't mom say she left at one o'clock and you're still late to getting here to dinner? And Sean's like, yeah. And Tommy's they're you know questioning everything. So just let me do what I want to do. <laughs> I don't question what you're doing. So anyway, but we had a good time. Well, um, my stepson should be home by the time you listen to this um, from his time at Sundance. He was at the um, Sundance Festival, a film festival, and uh, he told me that when I texted him, which was, I think, on Wednesday, he was sitting and waiting for the beginning of his 20th movie. Ugh, God. And he, you know, and I say this because most people think that going to these film festivals is so exciting. And, and it's so a bore, I'm sure. Oh. 20 movies Ugh. he went through. Um, and probably more. Trying to keep them all straight. I guess yes. they, they do them after they, they analyze or look at them or well, whatever they do. Well, then they, they decide do. if they're going to make a bid for right, it. Right, And he said they bid on, I think, three. They were outbid by all of them. <laughs> but the ones that he brought to sell... Uh, we're both sold. So that was a good thing. Great. So um, it's, I think it's, first of all, you're in another time zone, which already messes up your head as far as you're and being to awake. Pay attention and, to tw- oh my God. 20. How many days was he there? I think he left on Saturday um, of last week, and that was Wednesday. He said something about one more day, and then I fly home. So four or five days. Oh, at oh, least, man. yeah. Well, yeah. it's just like anything else. He likes it. It's his, it's his job. It's his business. Exactly. It's what he has to do. And by the way, it's Washington Street, not Columbus. Okay. So just so we know. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We're listening. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. We'll be right back. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now, back to Laurie and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm that is devoted specifically to the the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and a whole bunch of other places. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. You know, we talked last week about ageism. Yes. And that kind of discrimination that's uh-huh. so rampant yes. in our society. Well, I found an article that I thought was just the antidote to that. That is, This is really pretty interesting. Um, this woman who wrote this article on a, a site called Prime Women, which is a website that, that talks about careers and business. And this is a story about 
Um, I'm, I, you know, I'm sorry that I didn't get the first part of it, but it's about this woman who was a flight attendant, and she talks about when she first started out um, that she always weighed in at a perfect 115 pounds, and they used to weigh them to make sure that they were no more than that. And so even she was saying even after... Um, a holiday where you had lots of stuff and you know you could have been a couple pounds overweight they wouldn't give you forgiveness for being five pounds overweight and of course uh, the touch to the back to the to your her back ensuring she was wearing a girdle as part of the required uniform it was 1967 and this is no fairy tale the airlines aimed for a particular look and weight and measurements in an employee, and they got it in mostly slender blondes, eschewing diversity for uniformity. Fa fast forward to November 2019. Diversity for uniformity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God forbid. Uh. Fast forward to November 2019. This author said, I'm on a flight with a major airline headed to San Francisco for a speaking engagement. I met the most lovely woman, we'll call her Barbara. Neither the airline nor the flight attendant union regulations allow disclosure of flight attendant names or the name of the airline for any article or publication, even if it's a positive affirming one. Barbara is absolutely lovely with an easy smile and keen acumen for delivering an exceptional passenger experience. <clears throat> it's no wonder she's been serving us in flight for 52 years. I was so struck by her engaging smile and so pleasantly surprised to learn her age of 73 years. What? that I began asking her questions about her time in the industry and experiences. She has fascinating tales. One of her more memorable flights included an emotional needs kangaroo. It was about 20 years ago, way before emotional needs animals. Have you, are you familiar with oh, yeah. that? Yeah, okay. So emotional needs animals were even a thing. But how can a kangaroo be someone's, yeah. okay. But the passenger, an Aussie, of course, okay, yeah. had recently gone through a traumatic experience. The kangaroo was a comfort to her. So on board, the bouncing Joey came, <laughs> accompanying his owner down the aisle. Could you imagine? <laughs> no, I can't. I would, think, I would think it was a joke. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Yikes. Yep, Barbara has seen it all. From kangaroos to commanders-in-chief, girdles to gurneys on the jetway. If you're on one of her flights, you'll see that Barbara continues to be a dedicated team member with a passion for serving passengers. She's a product of days when customer service was considered an art. Whether serving a U.S. president, a chic, a movie star, or you're just one of her ordinary citizens, she does so with finesse and without regard to status. Having lived through the decades of changing cultures, landscapes, and airways, we're grateful that she's traversed it all and still flying high with an organization that esteems her pedigree and experience. Thank goodness the days of weighing and measuring your employees are a distant memory, filed away with the non-diversity and exclusion initiatives of yesteryear. However, not all companies have truly embraced diversity, especially when it comes to those over 50. But as for this airline, they are leading the charge in re rehiring and maintaining older adults. 
Not because they have to or it's the latest thing, but because it's good business. Their culture is truly one of valuing their people. The human resource is the most valuable resource a company has. Correct. It's inspiring to know that at least this airline truly values the experience rather than hiring only recent college grads or early career employees. In fact, her colleague on that flight was a 65-year-old woman. Aww. And this may not this may not be your grandmother's flight crew. Your grandmother <laughs> is the, the flight, flight crew. crew. <laughs> I love it. I think it's wonderful. But I just uh, thought that was so did great. Did they say which airline? Because you can't. You, you can't. can't. Okay, see, I thought they couldn't say. They couldn't um, say the airline or, or the, the stewardess. Uh, okay. All right. I, that's so silly. FAA that is regulations. But, well, let's guess. Which one do you think it is? Do I you have an know. idea? I don't know. Is it I an American it, company or is it a... a d- didn't say. I, I would say think? that I think it's an American company. And I think it is either... Um, oh, what's the one that flies out of Phoenix? Um, I can't think of it. Southwest? Yeah, Southwest. Um, or... American? No, I don't think it's American, Delta, any one of those. They're very traditional. United? They don't exist anymore. They don't? No, they're gone. Who are they? They're part of um, American. Well, see, that's how much I don't care because I don't like this. I know you don't fly. I don't but like it. it's, I think it's one of the smaller. The JetBlue. JetBlue could oh, be that. I, I, don't I think know. that is really a nice story. I do, too. I'm thrilled. That so, she's and seven. that she wants to keep doing this. Yes, she loves it. Absolutely. Can you imagine the experiences that woman has oh had? Oh, yeah. Especially with the kangaroo. We had a friend, have a friend who is doesn't live here anymore, but she was a stewardess. And she told this one infamous story Flight that I attendant. think... No, she was a stewardess no, at that t- time. I know, you know and that was the whole point. She's a very attractive woman, very tall, very... Looks just like, you know, what you would expect one to look like. And so she... <laughs> she tells a story about her first time on the plane, and she'd been through all of her training, and now this was the first official thing. And she was assigned um, to, at, at one point in the flight, they had to uh, serve the meals, because at that time, you always had meals on planes. You know, that was not this I other know. thing it is now. So she, there were microwaves up there, and she <laughs> this was in flight. So she was up there, and this it's I'm probably bastardizing the story to some degree, but the point is that she got the thing out. She put it on um, the little tiny section where they can put the little tiny tray. She peeled the top off it, and she turned around to go and give it to somebody, and the plane did a little flippy <gasps> through. She served peas all oh. over the place. <laughs> Oh my All God! Way down the aisles, the peas were running uh, away. It was one of the funniest things, and she said, "Obviously, that's something that stuck with her." But that's the kind of stuff that, when you are a person who was in that mode of "I'm a stewardess," yeah, things like that could get you fired because it wasn't perfect. I know there was that need for everything to be perfect, now, and somehow I, she was able to get through would it. Would you? ever want to be a stewardess nope. slash flight attendant no nope. ever now nope. why and why would that be because i don't i don't think i can put up with the stupidity of people right it, because it's uh, i it's, can't it, stewardesses are like um waitresses, waitresses in the sky the right that's it and um i give such kudos to 
anyone who's in that field yep. because dealing with the public and their dietary <laughs> needs and issues, all of us, we want, we like, and the rudeness of people and the way people treat a wait staff yeah. is unbelievable. It is. So and and so do you ever think it could be something I would want to do ever oh, in a no. million? Number no, no. one. You'd get fired uh, in a two seconds. Even two seconds. But beside <laughs> that, I could I would never want to be in the air like that all the well, time. We That's, know that, but. but I it's it's it amazes me that how people do it and they think like when I'm in an airport, which is not often, but when I am and I see the captains and the stewards and the stewardess walking by with their Pulling their, their little bag, and I think to myself, "Oh my God, how aren't you ever scared?" Like I, I just, they, they don't. They, they just, it just. You know, I've I've common. learned in, when I fly, if I and I usually get the aisle seat because I can't stand to be inside there, but I look down when they get any kind of turbulence lights, or they don't do that. They say the captain has yeah, asked uh -huh. if you put your seatbelt on. Okay, if the if the flight attendants. Go up there and sit down and strap in. Do you I know, know we're in deep trouble. Uh, exactly. So exactly. if they're if they're still serving and bouncing around, I figure it's, it's okay. okay. It's I know, fine. but I don't. I and no. Whoa. I, yeah. Yeah, that's no. a scary thing. And so you know, it's soaps. So many people love. Like I remember the first time I went on a plane, and I hadn't been on in years and years and years. And we took my ninety or my eighty-nine-year-old grandmother, eighty-six, whatever she was at the time, and Sean. And Meyer and I, we went on the plane, and I was sitting behind. Sean and, and uh, Meyer were up in front of us, and my grandmother and I were behind them. Mm -hmm. And she sat there with the biggest smile, completely calm, and I'm holding on to Sean's headrest in front with, like, white knuckles, crying, because yes. every time I would take off, turbulence or landing i cry yep. because it's i'm crying because i don't know what i'm going to experience up there i'm scared and then when i'm coming down i'm like please 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 and the tears just come and here and he said he looked back and he saw my grandmother 80 almost 90 <laughs> years old smiling to beat the band and i'm petrified of it it well, was it's just i was thing. like that too i really was in the very beginning i couldn't i, I would I would drink bourbon straight. I, everybody said drink, just drink it when didn't you go. Make and I'm a like, difference. all right, great. Uh -huh, didn't make no. a difference. I'm sorry. I was no. so afraid. I don't know how I got over it. I think the thing is just doing bourbon. it more often. And the more experience, the more no, positive uh, experiences you have, the easier it is. I still don't like flying, but I I can deal with it much easier now. Yeah, I can't I wait like to it. get to where I want to be and be done with it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the getting there, the times, the inconvenience. Oh, of it is bad. It's even worse shoes. now. Nope. Sorry. But anyway, um, have you and I've, here's how I look at it. I've been lots of places, so I'm... <laughs> You're it's good. I want to be in a car. <laughs> That's just where I want to be. Anyway, um, what were you asking? I was going to say, you did fly first class, didn't you? A couple times, and I will yes. never, I will not, it, it, I, if, I, if I do go again, it'll, it has to be that. It's just because you don't have anyone sleeping on your shoulder next to you pushing. I just need, it's really the convenience. And I know it's just me, but now mm -mm, I just don't want anyone near me. I get it. <laughs> well, so, it's I had an opportunity. Better. It's uh, always I was better to me with my mom that there was three people across in this particular flight, and the guy who was sitting next to the um, 
window had a fiance who was in the front in the uh, first class. And she came back and said, would you mind going into my first class seat so I can sit next to my fiance? Well, why I would said, they do that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, hello, God. So I said to my mother, Mom, you go up. You've never experienced first class. You go. And so did she, she went love up it? there and absolutely yeah, loved it's, it. There it is nothing great. like it. So there I was so happy that she had that opportunity. It's great because those chairs are great and they're like they're like lounged like uh, uh, recliners in the sky. You know, <laughs> they they're are. just. And how about all those and other the things they have? Oh my God, lots of stuff. But anyway, all right, we could go okay. on. All right, so we won't. Um, so we're going to take a quick break. Yes, and we'll we be are. Right back with our guests, experts. We have Doug and Dallas Pinnell from. Uh, Whitehall Mortgage and the lovely Leah Genicopoulos from ERA One. We'll be right back. And we have to say happy birthday to Laurie Cadden. God, I dropped enough hints. Well, yes, you did. Jesus, yes, Mary. you did. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now back to Lori and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn's show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I'm Lynn Evans. I'm the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically designed for the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I told you that the eyeshadow color that I have is called the Power of the Purple. Yeah. So it makes me think of Power of the Purse. That's good. But we are here with our lovely Leah Jenakopoulos, who is the um, Director of Business Development for ERA One Source Realty. ERA has um, uh, lots of... Well, seven. Seven yeah. offices <laughs> in like 11 counties now. We're 10, over 12, 10 counties. Yeah, yeah, amazing. About 100 agents. And Leah um, is, a, is a frequent flyer here on the show. And she has two guests with her today. And they are Doug Pinnell and his son Dallas Pinnell who are um, who are mortgage uh, brokers I guess is that it, is it yeah, mortgage, mortgage own, and you own you, you own Whitehall mortgage That's right correct, yes, which ma'am. is the preferred mortgage lender for ERA one source so Leah called and said hey guys you want to come on this talk show with us and Doug's <laughs> response was sure what the hell and Dallas just said I'm going too and they're doing okay Dallas you're putting up with us yeah, yeah so far everything's going well okay so Leah what was your thought about bringing these dudes on and talking about mortgages well so you know we've covered a lot of the programs that era offers and you know we're always here for your buying and selling needs but why not touch on what's going on in the mortgage world and how low it's like free money isn't it right now technically yeah. to get a house it is interest rates are at an all-time low for sure and that's what we wanted to touch on because you never know when they're going to go back up so we should we figured we would take advantage of the great resource that we have with using Whitehall for all of our mortgages. And, I mean, can I say that we closed in almost less than two weeks the one time? That's right. <laughs> I believe it was, was 11 No, days. we were in a situation and we had to get in and yeah. get out. So, Doug and Dallas are your boys for that. But also, why don't you touch a little bit about the programs you guys have, how low the interest rates are right now, and what's going on. And, you know, it's better than renting. And that's what the point we've actually tried to make for the past couple of weeks on this show. If you could buy a house where you're paying less in rent and you're owning it, why not? 
Well, I'll tell you a little bit about Whitehall, and then I'll hand it over to Dallas, and he can talk more about our different programs. But Whitehall Mortgage has been in business for 35-plus years. We'll leave it at that. Um, and we've been um, offering mortgage loans to the local community for that long. Um, as far as buying as opposed to renting, Dallas, why don't you take that over? I think buying as opposed to renting, especially with millennials, I see is a big change around here. Um, you can rent, the average rent for our area is actually $1,300. In order to purchase a $100,000 house, your mortgage payment will actually be below $970. Not only that, you're building into your own equity, and as well as you can also come at me as and say, well, you know, it's a lot more to put down, and you need 20% down. Actually, that's a complete myth. You only need 3.5% down. It would actually cost you less for a down payment on a $100,000 house than in order to rent. Right, sure. Your first, last, and security deposit would cost more than three and a half percent. Yeah, you're looking at almost house, right? yeah, almost six thousand yeah. in some yeah. cases, especially yeah. you know these beautiful new places that are downtown and throughout the area. You're looking at first, last, and some of them are like you were saying, fifteen hundred right off the bat. You're mm -hmm. at forty five hundred. So why not have a house? And then if you're in a good situation, you can maybe buy it, rent it out after living in it for a couple of years. But isn't there several different programs going on right now too that you have? that can meet that can tailor the needs of the consumer so there's not just that oh my gosh conventional like or whatever right so besides your normal conventional mortgage which has changed a lot over the years for a first-time home buyer you can even put three percent down on a conventional loan but they're a little more strict as far as debt to income ratios go so our main focus is on fha loans which allows us a lot more latitude on debt to income ratios and the interest rates can be as low as three to three and a half percent Right, Dallas? Yeah, no, that seems about right. FHA seems to be out the biggest hitter. It's actually doing really well with uh, millennials and college students because for your two-year two work history that we do require, college is actually included in that. That's so, right. Doug, the FHA-type loans, why why do you think, wh why is that that people go, why is it lower? And then don't you also have certain restrictions in the home that have to meet the FHA requirements, which are separate and different than from a commercial mortgage? Well, that's a great I question. I mean, a consumer, excuse me. Right. Me mortgage. No, that's a great question. So, first of all, the FHA is the preferred loan because the interest rates are extremely low. As I said, you can be as low as 3%, 3.5%. Yeah, that is unbelievable. Yeah, really. And that's a fixed rate loan. So, um, secondly, Doug, we could go back to 35 years ago and remember what the mortgage yeah, rate were. were in the mortgage. Teens. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, go yeah. ahead. So, um, the other part of an FHA loan is they're a lot less strict on your credit. Not everybody has the best credit in the world. Right. For a conventional loan, they like to see 680, 720 credit scores. With an FHA loan, I can go as low as 620. Wow. And that's, that, that puts a lot more people into homes. Um, the debt-to-income ratio is also something where a conventional loan, you have to be like at 44%. So in other words, 44% of your gross income mm -hmm. to pay for all of your housing expense. If you have good enough credit, we can push up to 55% debt-to-income ratio. Wow. So that helps a lot more people get into a home. As far as the restriction goes, back in our day, yeah. they were very, very constrictive on FHA loans. Actually, nobody wanted to do an FHA loan yeah. because they were that strict. Mm -hmm. Leah, you know, there's oh. so much different now. You got, might have to put up a handrail, right, paint some peeling paint, switch out an electrical plug, and away you go. So we have an 
army of home buyers every weekend out there painting and really? changing up some plugs. Yeah. It's really not as restrictive as people think it is. Well, because the beauty of that is, as you know, all with with a conventional mortgage, that stuff doesn't matter. But to get this, those little things, and they really aren't that big a deal. But like, is it still required? Where the you have to have the is it the dual hand rails, rails going down the steps, stuff like that into a basement? Is that still apply, or is that VA that I'm thinking about? No, that's that is correct. You don't necessarily have to have two. Handrails. Just, but it, one yeah. has to be there. It, it's all about safety, right? And that's how they think about it, right? Right. So if you don't have a handrail on a, you know, a two-story deck, it's probably a pretty good idea that you put one put on. One on. Yeah. And it's kind of weird that on a conventional loan, they really don't care if you plumb it two is stories. It <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, it's the truth. When you think about that, because years ago, people so steered away from these those right. loans, and then when people would come in, I remember because I've been selling real estate a long time and doing mortgages for banks that I worked for in the few in the past. And when you think about it, I think that stuff, it was like, they would come up, well, I, we're interested in doing, and I would think, yeah, because of all of the restrictions that right. were there that aren't with the conventional. So it's so much better because if you have an issue with credit, then as you're saying, if you if your debt to income ratio is higher and you have these small adjustments and the rates are cheap, why wouldn't you do that now? I mean, do you That's really, right. do you encourage people when you talk to them about maybe applying for that or do you let them, how, how do you go about it when a customer comes to you and says this is what we're looking to do what what do you how do you steer them usually well when people call into Whitehall they either talk to myself or Dallas and we'll take all their pertinent information we'll pull their credit report input them into our system and then the system will kind of give us an idea of which way to go how's their okay. credit what's their you know their equity position their money in the bank um, right Dallas yeah no, I could have said it better yeah and um, and so we normally will give them a couple different options, and then we'll do the math for them and point them in the direction which we think might be the best loan for them. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. Every now and again, we'll get somebody calls up. They have 20% down. They're buying a $400,000 house. Yay. <laughs> yeah. But the majority of the people, um, they just don't have that kind of money to put down on a home. So it's nice that we have an FHA an, an loan option. Yeah, with another option. the lease money down. And with the FHA loan, as Lee and, and Dallas know, um, you can finance most, if not all, of your closing costs into your mortgage. Right. So literally, a $120,000 house, 3.5% down, you're walking in the door to your new home. And I, I just want to touch on something. When you were talking about the credit scores now, you know, a lot of people think, oh, my gosh, if I don't have at least a 700, I can't get a house. And we just touched on how that's not true. You can at least with the 620 get by. Now, a lot of landlords, too, are asking for credit checks. Yeah. And they're not renting to you unless you have a credit score mm -hmm. of 650. Now, I'm not saying that's everybody. But why not? If you know you can have 3% to come up with and you need a 620 credit score, why not invest in yourself instead of investing in, you know, something else? or trying to figure that out. So landlords are getting just as tight to get a lease as it is to get a mortgage. So I think that's also something for people to hear too, that it's not that, it, it's still obviously a process. Right. Like, you know, we're not telling you to go apply for a loan, go buy a car, a dishwasher, and something else all <laughs> within the same week. But I do think a lot of people need to hear that there is some, you could talk about getting a loan and that you could talk about maybe not leasing anymore and getting into a house so and i guess that's actually why why we are here that's do, right. that's do right. you find leah when you're meeting with your prospective buyers do they know or do they realize they have that fha option most do they now know more than they did or do you think they still don't know it's available when they hear that makes them feel better because it's another way to to finance a property well yeah it does it makes them feel a lot better because there are a lot of people 
people still in their heads have that whole, oh my gosh, I don't know, I know if I have it. 20% to come down. Or and, it, and I always say there's so many different programs out there, and that's why I thought it was great, too, um, to have them yeah. come in today to, be t to touch on all the different ways there is to go about buying a house and investing in your future. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, no matter what, there's always going to be a need for real estate. And there's always going to be a need for mortgages. I, I really, truly do believe that. Do you think, Doug, through the years, and Dallas wouldn't know this, you will, would, do, have you seen a lot of changes in the mortgage industry and the requirements and the regs? I mean, how, how do you feel? Is it consistent or are there a lot of, you know, peaks and valleys there? There's a lot of peaks and valleys. I mean, in the 1980s, we did mortgage applications by hand. Right. <laughs> right. And we didn't have computers or cell phones or the regulations that we currently have now. But I think since 2008, things have settled down a lot. And I think everybody knows the rules of engagement. And I think it's going to kind of stay consistent. And one thing I wanted Dallas to touch on, if, he has, if we have the time, is what the difference between going to a bank and going to a mortgage sure, company. Sure, go ahead, Dallas. Yeah, I think the big difference between going to a bank and going to us is we are your buffer. Um, we are your attorney in the case, if you will. If you go to a bank and you tell them everything you can, but you tell them that one wrong thing, you will be denied for your loan. However, you come to us, we're your buffer. You can tell us every wrong thing, but we won't tell our lenders that. We will make sure that we tell them the right thing in order to get into your house. We will actually represent you instead of just being there to get your loan. Okay. And the fun part about that is you don't have to pay us. We get paid by our lenders. Yeah, true, true. So why not reach out right yes and why not give us a call <laughs> and doug yes. what does fha stand for federal housing authority i know that but i was just making sure we said that without me acting like the authority over here but that's why there so because that's designation is that's where those other regulations and stuff come in because of the type of agency it is to get the mortgage through correct that's correct okay. yeah our government's always worried about us falling down the stairs yeah, where and the others are peeling paint you know because of course we all enjoy a good bowl full of peeling paint <sighs> Man, it's, it is unbelievable. What else, Lee? We have one more minute, believe it or not. Well, why don't you why don't you tell us where they can find you and where you're located? Yeah, um, Whitehall Mortgage is located in Old Forge on Kaiser Avenue. Our phone number is 570-562-7505. I'm told you're supposed to say that three times. I'll say it Go one more say time. 570-562-7505. How about a website? You have a website? We do whitehallmortgagefinancial.com and you guys can also like us on Facebook. We always feature our clients and uh, new upcoming news for the week. Wonderful. Well, Dallas and Doug. Doug, nice to see you again. Nice I, he was you. always on TV years ago. I said, Doug, I remember. <laughs> and Doug and I, as I said, we'll say it. We, we found out we graduated. As my father would say, hey, I went to, we went to this uh, different schools together. But Doug graduated with the same year I did from Central Lynn, your alma yeah. mater, and I yes. from Westside. And he was with my cousin Kathleen. So that's, that's a right. good thing. Leah, thank you for joining You're us very again. welcome. And guys, have a wonderful week. Thank you. You as well. Dallas, Thanks for having us. Keep going, buddy. Thank You're you. young. Keep going. And uh, we will see you next week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.